It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in the Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies have the best pitching prospect in baseball. But how does he slot into the rotation this year? If he does at all, we'll discuss a lot of Andrew Painter on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas. Sorry, voice is still not where it needs to be. I've uh, been, been sick damn near the whole month of January. And this is why I hate winter. One, it's baseball offseason, which sucks. I want the Phillies to be playing. It's my favorite time of year when the Phillies are playing. But two, my sinuses are just so bad. My voice just fully disappears. Uh, annoying as anything. I am your host of Locked On Phillies, though. My name is Connor Thomas. Been talking Phil's baseball for years over on 97.5, the Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on television, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. I'm happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. And I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Now, the big thing to get into today is, uh, well, one of the Phillies' youngest but most valuable assets currently when you look at their most, or most, when you look at their minor league system. Well, actually, he is the most valuable asset in the minor league system. And you could argue that there's not a close second behind Andrew Painter. So MLB Pipeline went ahead and came out uh, with their uh, top right-handed pitching prospects in baseball. And the Phillies have two of the top ten. You should already know, if you follow along with the minor league system at all, you should already know who it is. It's Andrew Painter, and it's also Mick Abel. Now, Abel's 21. Andrew Painter is just 19. And we found out that Andrew Painter was rated the best prospect at his position. He was up from fifth among right-handers in MLB Pipeline's last ranking. Uh, Mick Abel was ranked ninth, so two guys in the top ten. Just a huge potential rotation boost over the next couple seasons from those guys. Now, Mick Abel is really good, like really good. He's one of the top ten right-handed pitching prospects in baseball. That's incredible. There's millions of those guys out there. I'm over-exaggerating with the millions number, but that's really, really important. If Andrew Painter didn't exist, Mick Abel would be someone to be really excited about. But he's still probably another year, maybe two years away from being a guy that you're going to count on at the major league level. Andrew Painter's interesting, though. Like You look at it, and now the Phillies aren't used to being in this position. They're really not, because for the past however long, they haven't drafted well enough to find guys like this. I don't know. You just you get an okay guy, and... He slowly progresses through the minors, and then he kind of breaks into the major league roster, and maybe he'll be okay, and maybe he'll end up being really good, but he took a long time down down in the minors, but he'll come up at like 23 or 25 or 26 or uh, – I don't know why I skipped 24 there, but you get what I'm saying. It's those early to mid-20s ages that you normally see prospects called up, and that's kind of the norm around baseball, but every once in a while organizations will get – 
a uh, just an absolutely transcendent prospect, whether it's a pitcher, whether it's a position player. And looks like the Phillies have had their first one in a long time, in a long time, in Andrew Painter. Dude's 19, and he could be on the major league roster this year. Frankly, he could be on the major league roster tomorrow for all I care. Like, he's ready. He is good enough. The question is, will the Phillies bring him up? And that's something we're going to discuss in the next segment. But this is an awesome thing for the Philadelphia Phillies to have. This is arguably the second most excited thing, exciting thing that has happened to the Philadelphia Phillies this offseason. Here's why. Your rotation is already really, really good. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Taiwan Walker, Ranger Suarez, and who? Bailey Falter, Christopher Sanchez. Like, that's the question. You, you have four really, really good arms. And when you look at the playoffs, and the Phillies will be a playoff team again this year. You can put it in the books already. They're too good not to be. When you look at the playoffs, four arms is really all you need, right? Uh, let's say you play in the wild card round. You only need two. Uh, then you could go ahead and in the uh, the divisional round, you'll be looking at a situation where you only need, I don't know, three arms. at mo- Well, maybe. You could get away with three arms. Four is ideal. And then once you get to the league championship series, then you're looking at uh, needing all four guys. Maybe even a fifth benefits you. And it certainly does in the World Series. But you can get by without a fifth starter. I mean, the Philadelphia Phillies essentially got through last year with three starters in the playoffs between Zach Wheeler and Ranger Suarez and Aaron Nola. And then you'd kind of filter in Syndergaard when you needed him. Bailey Falter made a start that didn't go well whatsoever. But having four starters is nice for the playoffs. Having five elite-level arms, and, uh, well, I don't even know if I need to say elite, because if Andrew Painter gets caught up, he'll still be 19. I find it hard to believe he'd be elite at the major league level in his debut season, but like top level arms, like Taiwan Walker is a really good third starter. He's going to be your fourth starter. Ranger Suarez is a really good third starter. He's going to be your third starter. Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, are both number ones. You got guys that are quality arms there. Adding Andrew Painter that mix puts you into the Houston Astros type territory. He's your, if you're in the world series, you go to a young arm and he no hits somebody. Like, that is how good Andrew Painter is. That is how talented this guy is on the mound. And I know he's young. But having a young player to infuse into the rotation that, frankly, Zach Wheeler is no spring chicken. Neither is Aaron Nola at this point. Taiwan Walker is middle of his career. Ranger Suarez is still young. But three of your top four guys are guys that are, um, you're probably looking at a decline coming uh, sometime in the next two to three years. I've been telling you the championship window for the Phillies is four, five, maybe even six years, depending on who from this core resigns. That's extended now that you have Trey Turner for a bazillion years on his new contract. So having a young arm come up, they could be a major part of the rotation, perhaps the best arm in the rotation, lengthens the championship window immensely. Not only that, I go back to the – hey, this happens to other organizations once in a while, hasn't happened to the Phillies for a, for a minute. It doesn't really happen to a lot of organizations, right? It's very rare that you go out and you, your team has an Adley Rushman who was just a, a, like, no doubt, top prospect, amazing, the next great thing in his position, and you get to sit there and you get to wait for them calling up. You have the 
next best, like the next great thing at a certain position. Uh, you, you don't see that all the all that often. You don't have like a Spencer Torkelson like they had with the Detroit Tigers uh, as he was progressing through the minor leagues. But there's probably about one or two of those guys at any given time in all of baseball. And the Orioles have like five of them because they've been so bad for so long. And it, it seems that they stockpile on certain teams because certain teams are much better at evaluating talent than others. The point is what those teams know, what fans of those teams understand is those prospects, they change the face of an organization. And that's for bad organizations. That's for teams that haven't made the playoffs in. And I know the Phillies just struck or broke a long drought, but haven't made the playoffs in five, seven, nine years. And maybe they have, but it was just like a wild card appearance and immediate knockout. If they can do that, and we're talking about a, a catcher, um, we're talking about like an outfielder, we're talking about a, a middle infielder. Uh, you could argue that a pitcher is less impactful considering a starter throws every five days. You could argue that a pitcher is more impactful because, well, every five days, a pitcher, if they go complete game, gets 27 outs, whereas a batter only gets four or five. It, it all kind of evens out. I think that's a little bit of a misnomer that because a pitcher only throws, a starting pitcher only throws every five days that they're uh, less impactful on a team or can be less impactful because you impact the game significantly more as the individual throwing the ball. But even though the Phillies are a really, really good team right now, that could be the over the, uh, over the hump guy, Andrew Painter. Now it could just be Trey Turner and the Phillies could go out and they could run through the NL East this year and run through the national league playoffs and win the world series. And maybe, maybe Painter gets called up. Maybe he doesn't. They they're good enough which makes it all that more scary for opposition and all that more awesome for us as Philadelphia Phillies fans to say, hey, we also have a generational talent coming up to add to the rotation with two guys that could be in the Cy Young conversation every year and a couple other really good supplemental pitchers. So, yeah, Andrew Painter, top right-handed pitching prospect in baseball, kind of a big deal. Now, Coming up, we're going to talk about how he potentially slots into the rotation this year and the path to the majors for Andrew Painter because it's not as easy as it would seem, even though he is a top prospect. We'll discuss coming up next on Locked on Phillies. Okay, I want to tell you about my friends over at Bet Online. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see their, uh, their little logo down there at the bottom of the screen. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball. I mean, you got every the hockey's in, in full swing right now. The Flyers are actually starting to play much better. You got a man, football. The Eagles play in the NFC divisional round coming up this weekend. All the great lines are available over at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is indeed where the game starts. All right, so Andrew Painter, how does he fit in? I just told you what he could be. I just told you what the skill level is and what the impact a pitcher like that could have on an organization like the Philadelphia Phillies, who aren't exactly struggling for arms right now. It could put them over the top. So then why wouldn't you just call him up right now and put him in the rotation and let him run? Maybe they will do that. I don't think they will. 
And here's why. There's a couple reasons why I don't think Andrew Painter will be quick to the majors by our standards, which is by every fan standard, quick to the majors is immediate, right? We're like, okay, he's the top prospect in baseball. Why shouldn't he be called up? What do you think he's going to be even better as a prospect? He's already the best one out there as a right-handed top prospect, top right-handed pitching prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. Okay, so not top prospect in baseball, but I broke it down in the first segment. You know what I mean when I say that. Why not just call him up? Well, there's a bevy of reasons. The first one being the kid's 19 years old. I don't know if you remember what you were doing at 19 years old, and I don't know if you remember what you were doing at 23, 24 years old. But the difference between those two ages is huge. And the 23 to 24-year-old age, that's where you're looking at a lot of rookies at the Major League Baseball level. So, yeah, he's about three, four, five years below where a rookie could be age-wise. Not to mention grown men. Could you imagine at 19 stepping up and pitching to Aaron Judge or Mike Trout? or Juan Soto, or any of these guys who wreak absolute havoc at the major league level day in and day out. It's a tough thing physically for a young pitcher, and it's a tough thing mentally to be that guy. So you have to evaluate whether or not mentally they're able to do that. And building confidence is very, very important. It's hard to build confidence at the major league level, unless you're truly a transcendent talent. And hey, maybe Andrew Painter is that guy. Yeah, that comes up and just sets the world on fire from the second he puts on Philly's pinstripes. Think Spencer Strider and what he did for the Atlanta Braves last year and how he just absolutely dominated. Could be. The Phillies could have their Spencer Strider guy. And you add that to a team that ousted the Braves last year and has Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and Ranger Suarez and Taiwan Walker. Yeah, let's go. Puts them in a great spot. But age is something to consider. Something else to consider is the track record the Philadelphia Phillies have with young pitchers. They are very, very reluctant to call up young arms. They did it with Spencer Howard. They've done it a little bit with Bailey Falter and Christopher Sanchez. Uh, They're doing it with Nick Abel. They're doing it with Griff McGarry. Griff McGarry probably could have been a part of the bullpen last year, waiting to see if he could be a starter. Nick Abel, 21 years old. He's two years older than Painter. Nowhere near getting to the major league level. Part of that skill level, part of that is the fact that the Phillies are notoriously cautious with arms. And that's kind of where baseball is going, right? You talk about, when you talk about young pitchers in the game today, or pitchers in general in the game today, they don't throw as many complete games. They don't throw as many pitches per start. Uh, They miss more starts because you're taking care of little nagging things with the arm that you would have pitched through maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, Everyone is significantly more cautious with young pitchers' arms because of a couple of things. Tommy John surgery in the elbow, labrum in the shoulder. Rotator cuff, I guess we could throw in there uh, as well. But the point is, these are valuable assets, and we know so much more about how bad pitching is for your arm. And organizations are terrified of having developing recurring arm injuries for young pitchers. Now, multiply that by the fact that the Philadelphia Phillies are more scared than your average organization, or I should say more cautious than your average organization with young arms. Saw that with Spencer Howard. That's just how they handle arms. Some organizations are slightly more old school in that approach where it's like, hey, got to throw, got to stretch the arm out, got to get the arm stronger. The Phillies lean more towards the new school and protect the young pitcher's arm, for better or for worse. Add that and then multiply that again 
on top of just it being the Phillies by this being an elite level, transcendent level, like transformational talent in Andrew Painter. That makes you want to protect that player even more. If it's like the, let's take Mick Abel, for example. And I don't mean any disrespect by this because Mick Abel's top 10 at his position too. That's a really, really nice piece for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I think Mick Abel is going to be really good at the major league level one day in the future too. But when you look at the ninth best pitcher at uh, right-handed pitcher, so ninth best prospect at that position, you say, okay, got a really good one here. We could probably go find another Mick Abel if we hit on a first-round pick. Like the Philadelphia Phillies have had Mick Abel level prospects in the recent past. I'd put Aaron Nola as like a Mick Abel level prospect. Really good. Going to progress through the minors. Going to come up young. Going to get an opportunity to be good at the major league level. But man, Andrew Painter is something totally different. Totally different. Just uh, otherworldly compared to even the other top prospects as right-handed pitchers. So that makes you a little bit more cautious about bringing him up. What you don't want to do is you don't want to look at a guy that uh, – I'm just throwing out an example because he had a lengthy career uh, and everything. He's one of the all-time greats, but a Randy Johnson. You look at Randy Johnson's career, and he was good forever. If you're the Philadelphia Phillies, your drawback on bringing Andrew Painter up, they're not the same pitcher or anything like that. But, again, just using Johnson's career as an example, do you want to rush a 19-year-old to your major league roster to try and compete for a World Series in 2023 when, A, your window is bigger than that. I told you. They still got three, four, five more years on the window, even after the season. And, B, uh, that you don't really need the help at the position. They can win with the rotation they have right now. They can win the World Series. They came within two games of doing it with a lesser rotation last year without Taiwan Walker, who I think would be better than the options they had in the four spot last year. So, yeah, they can win it. And their lineup is better and all that stuff. So do I want to see Andrew Painter up at the major league level as much as the next guy? Uh, absolutely. I would, frankly, uh, he'd get a spring training invite. He'd probably be my fifth starter on opening day if it was me. But I'm the opposite of the Phillies. I may throw and get your arm stretched out. I may, hey, just take care of it, do arm care. Something might happen at some point, but you can't live in fear of arm injuries. you got to move guys up when they're ready. And I think Andrew Painter is ready for the major league level. So, yeah, I want him up. This is not me trying to play Debbie Downer on saying you're not going to see this guy this year. But everything in the Phillies' nature points towards uh, it's going to be a little bit until he gets called up. He looks much more like a mid-season to late-season call-up to me because of the Philadelphia Phillies than early season where I would have him. But I do think at some point this year, whether it's a spot start due to injury or a full-on bona fide call-up to the Major League roster, you're our fifth guy, go get him every fifth day. Uh, either way, you're going to see Andrew Painter and Philly Pinstripes this year. And, man, is it going to be glorious as long as you believe, well, everybody who evaluates prospects across Major League Baseball telling you that this guy's next level. He is. That's going to be great. But could just take a little bit of time. Coming up, we're going to talk about someone else glorious when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies. And not exactly in the same way as Andrew Painter. An interesting study. I guess it was, or an interesting, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll call it a study. Had something to say about Rob Thompson. And no, it's not how we normally talk about Rob Thompson. We'll discuss coming up next, wrap up Locked on Phillies. 
Folks, maybe you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories. Well, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. No my goal is to eat a little healthier. So is yours. So is everybody's. Well, you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You're not going to even think they're good for you. You're just not. They're going to taste too good. Like I got a box in my, um, you can see right over my shoulder if you're watching on YouTube, that middle cabinet that's kind of offset angle wise, got a box in there at all times. When I get on the gym, rip one. When I get back from work in the morning at the station at like 10 a.m., rip one. It could be your breakfast. It could be a post-workout snack, just anytime snack. It's so good for you. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm a big peanut butter brownie guy. That's my favorite one. But they've got some great ones out there. I'm not sure how they do it, but like only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's great numbers for you to get in shape and for it to taste so good at those numbers is unbelievable when you look at other protein bars available. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today because they're also available at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You don't just have to get them online anymore. So go ahead and check out Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, get yourself a box of Built Bars. It's great. If you're close to Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box. Get it in bulk. You're going to use all of them. You're going to eat all of them. It's awesome. Go ahead and check them out. So many great options, and now you can find them in person. Built, Built Bar, Built.com. Okay, so we say a lot of fun things about Rob Thompson. Great manager, clubhouse guy, likable, very down-to-earth. All that is true about Rob Thompson. But handsome? Do we often bring that up? Well, according to uh, this little survey that was done by gambling.com, they ran something, some type of, I don't, I don't know, study. It's not, it's not really a survey. It's a study, uh, and it had a beauty score scale. So what they did is I I guess they just ran this through, ran each of the managers through this system that uh, determines a beauty score scale, and they ranked major league managers. The top one, so take this for what it's worth, the top one is Buck Showalter, who isn't exactly your standard of American beauty. But your second, Rob Thompson, the dashing Canadian, was listed as the second most handsome major league manager with a beauty score of a whopping 8.56 out of 10. Dude's an eight and a half out of 10. When I think eight and a half out of 10, I think uh, like Hollywood stars, like that's incredible. So Rob Thompson, not only is he really good at managing, but we have one of the hottest managers in major league baseball, not just on the field, but looks wise too. And I can see it like what a Canadian beauty Rob Thompson is just the dimples and the smile and, now, who am I kidding? I, he just looks like any other man in like his 60s or, to me. But, hey, if we're going to get a survey that says our manager is the second most handsome, well, it's Philadelphia. We'll brag on absolutely anything. But for real, go ahead and look it up. Google uh, Rob Thompson, most handsome manager or second most handsome manager, and it'll pop up. Read the article. It's It'll at least give you a laugh for a day. And I don't even I doubt Rob Thompson even sees it. And if he did, he wouldn't care. But it's just another little fun thing to bring up in the midst of an offseason. These are the fun stories that uh, that keep you going and just give you a little chuckle when you don't when you have the dark days, no baseball, rainy, cloudy outside. Like, well, hey, at least Philadelphia, we got a great baseball team and a damn handsome manager. So congrats to Rob Thompson on that. And maybe that makes up for not being in the conversation for manager of the year, even though he absolutely should have been in the National League. But hey. Well, we'll take second most handsome, too. Not a bad place.
to be. That's all for today's Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. It was a big prospect show talking Andrew Painter, uh, Mick Gable, Griff McGarry, all these guys that are pitching out of the Phillies minor league system. And Lindsey Crosby does a great job on Locked On MLB Prospects of bringing you information like that for all major league teams and all the prospects out there. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, that episode or that podcast rather is available on YouTube, Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast as are we here on locked on Phillies. So thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, doing all that good stuff, subscribing to the YouTube, checking in on the Twitter, uh, all the following along on the socials really appreciate it. So you're staying locked in on locked on Phillies. That's all again for my time today. Uh, I'm Connor Thomas, your host of locked on Phillies. And I will talk to you next time on our next episode of locked on Phillies. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.